Welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're ready to tap into your God-given strengths, discover simple success strategies, and set that dream that's buried in your soul free, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I went from building a chimney cleaning business with my husband to ranking in the top 1% as a leader in network marketing to my true calling as a visionary strategist and coach. I'm passionate about helping others navigate the sea of business and life. If you're ready to leave the daily grind behind and discover the joy of entrepreneurship, let's untie those dock lines and set sail. We are going into uncharted territory. Welcome back to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter, and we are continuing our strength, our strength series, our Clifton Strengths 34 series. That's what happens when you record back to back to back here. <laughs> and my guest today is Chloe McKenzie, and we are talking about her relator strength today. If you didn't catch it yet, we did do um, an episode with her futuristic, which is super fun. So check that one out. But today we're going to do her relater. And welcome back to the show, Chloe. Thank you, Sherry. So, and if you want to share a little bit about yourself again and what your top five are, and we'll get going. Yes. So I am an entrepreneur. I'm a marketing strategist, event producer, and also podcaster. We are new podcast buddies. So the host of my show is called start right now. And it's about helping aspiring entrepreneurs get off the sidelines and finally launch their thing. My top five strengths are futuristic, learner, relater, individualization, and arranger. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I was just looking at um, what some of them are there. And you do lead with a little strategic build or strategic thinking and a little bit of relationship building. And today we are talking again about Relator, which is from the relationship building domain. And I'm just going to read the description here, what Clifton Strengths, how they describe the Relator theme. And then we'll jump in to see how it fits into your life. Wonderful. So the Relator talents describe a person's attitude toward their relationships. People with strong Relator talents are drawn to others they already know. They do not necessarily shy away from meeting new people. In fact, they may have other themes that cause them to enjoy the thrill of turning strangers into friends, but they do derive a great deal of pleasure and strength from being around their close friends. A person with strong Relator talents forms close relationships with people. And then people exceptionally talented in the Relator theme enjoy close relationships with others. They find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal. So when you hear that description, how does that resonate with you? Are you like, oh, yes, that's so me. (laughs) So spot on me. So spot on me. It really, uh, when I reflect on the different career paths I've considered and even the way my business comes together now, as a coach, as somebody who loves to mentor and teach others, this is definitely a key part of that, right? Wanting to understand at a deep level, where are you challenged? Where are you succeeding? And I'm that person in the room that when I first met you, 
I'm probably not going to ask you, hi, what do you do? I would probably, you know, ask you, what do you fear? You know, what is your, you know, what is your life purpose? No, maybe not so deep, but um, I am the person that is keen to go deep in understanding who are you at your core. Mm, Yeah. And relater is number eight on my top 10. So I can definitely, again, associate a lot of what that feeling of the relater in here. And I've noticed like with myself is I had, I would rather be like outside of work with a small group of friends and have really great conversation versus having a ton of friends. Like I have some friends that just like everybody's their friend and they love everybody and you're my best friend. And they say that to everybody. But if I tell you you're my best friend, you're my best friend. Right. For life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you're in my circle. Like, yes, I am so connected to you. Um, Do you find the same thing that you enjoy the smaller groups versus the larger when it comes to friendship? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I recognize myself in the description as well, because I am somebody that gets energy from meeting new strangers, but it's also with the thrill of just hearing people's stories of, you know, who are you? What do you long for? Right. But, um, in terms of my immediate circle, it's not uncommon for us on any given day to be talking about our dreams, our plans, to be talking about, am I in alignment? Some of the things that me and my friends would do when we get together is vision board parties, is dream planning and mapping. Like we are very intentional about creating connections and you know being vulnerable for the you know, ultimate service of having more intimate relationships. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. That would be my type of <laughs> discussions because I am not one for small talk. I always say I would rather be on a stage sharing than have to sit at a table and have normal small talk. But if we can tell each other stories and I can just even hear your story, like you said, I'm so fascinated by other people's stories and get into a deeper, real, meaningful discussion about the future or them or something versus the normal old, what TV show did you watch or whatever? (laughs) 100%. And do you find that this um, strength, do you find immediately in conversations in a room, in a setting, you can almost exclusively end up being the one that's asking the questions? Like you spend the, I've had people come to the end of conversation say, I didn't ask you anything about yourself or I know nothing about you, but I just shared my whole life story. Right. I feel like um, that relator part of that also just naturally makes you a mine of, of information for other people. Um, And you kind of are creating that space for people to share. Yes. Yes. I totally, totally. I was just sharing this on um, one of the other, no, it wasn't a podcast. It was just in a conversation with somebody new, uh, a new friend. <laughs> and we were talking about one of the things that we miss with the whole COVID is, you know, again, we're beyond the, the small kids stage. So my husband and I would love to just go out and sit at a bar and just sit at the bar and have a great conversation. I love meeting new people at the bar and just hearing their stories and the same thing. Like half the time I would barely talk. But I would just be, tell me, you know, it'd be the kind of that tell me more, giving them permission to just continue in the conversation or sometimes even the bartender. Mm, I was just, just hearing their stories. That. I was going to say that as well. Yep. 
<laughs> and and that's the one thing, even though, yes, now we can go sit at a bar, but now you have these blast, you know, plastic partitions and the barkeeper so far. Like I miss that so mm-hmm. much because Me you can't too. have those conversations with people really it's it's such a far distance and that's something that's really been hard even in the this time that we're in in covid where we're all interacting uh virtually digitally we may not be in close contact as much as we were with some of the people that are closest to us i find it's really challenging to not have as much space to recall the intimate details or to be able to really share what's going on. It's a lot of in passing, you're checking in with people. Hey, how are you? How's it going? Um, but I crave to be able to get below that and really understand how are you really doing in these times, right? What's really going on with you? Right, right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so in normal times, <laughs> when was that again? <laughs> I remember way back when, <laughs> We walked uphill to school both ways, right? That'd be the right. story we'll be telling our kids. <laughs> um, how, what are some things that you have done to really get to know people? Like, especially let's, let's go back to talk business. So in a work situation or working with clients, what are some ways you do get to know somebody on a deeper level without making them feel like you're just nosy? Because there's kind of a fine line there sometimes. There absolutely is. I work in an industry with clients in terms of my day job. I've been working with clients for the last decade. And what I typically do that I don't notice a lot of people do is at the beginning of the relationship, I almost set it up like a bit of a first date. And I'm actually explicit about making time and space to ask questions Uh, about their preferences, about what they like, about what gets them excited. And I set it up at the beginning of the relationship. And I have, you know, kind of my little cheat sheet of like, okay, they like this, they're interested in this, their dog's name is this. But um, in coaching, my background is in coaching through the CTI model, Coaches Training Institute. Um, But at the beginning of the relationship, we call it designing the alliance, same way and same theory I use in working with clients just to understand what are the things that really light you up? What would have you love me as a vendor? What's really important to you? Um, And um, using that to kind of guide how I prepare things for them, how I service them in the future. Mm, I love both of those things. And go back what you were talking about with in the work situation of knowing those things, how, where do you put that information so you can recall it? (laughs) Cause that's something, my memory is so bad. I mean, I forget people's names, but how powerful to remember their dog's names. Like, where do you put, do you put that in your phone? Just like a little practical piece here. I put it either in their, my outlook calendar. If you add a contact, you can add like a note section. So you might add details of their information in there or with my team, we would actually have like what we would call a client Intel document. And you just have places where you could outline, here's their key contact, here's their role, but also here's some facts about them that we could recall at the time of gift giving season or just as a way to to check in if we want to ask them questions or if we want to send them an impromptu thing for their seven-year-old child who remembered, you know, they're stuck at home in COVID. It's it's nice to be able to recall some of those personal details. Mm, Absolutely. And I think anybody listening to like, that could be 
coworkers, that could be people above you, that could be your clients, your customers, no matter what business you're in, um, definitely in coaching, your clients there, or family members, like how powerful, and especially as for customer service, like that's a tip right there. If you take nothing else from this talk today, take that little bit that Chloe just gave you and start implementing that because that will put you heads and tails above anybody else. Remember the little details. 100%. One more tip I would share on that is a question that I find I ask clients often is, was this a job that you always wanted to do? Or before you worked here, what were you you imagining your career would be? Or what is your background? So I find I can take clues from them saying, you know, I really dreamed of doing this, or my background is in these different organizations or career paths, and I can form a more kind of well-rounded picture of their interests, their ambitions, their values, the things that are important to them, just being able to do some fact-finding and having them share, you know, was this always what you wanted to do or what would you be doing if you weren't in this job? That's Mm -hmm. more like a over-lunch type question, but I find it's helpful. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you kind of snuck in a little futuristic in that question too. Right, can't help myself. (laughs) Yeah. They all always play well together or they should. Yes. <laughs> top five. Um, so we've been talking and everything, the blind spots, the barriers, the things that we just need to be aware of for ourselves <clears throat> with each theme. If we're coming into it in an unhealthy place in our lives, which that can be affected by so many things. And all of a sudden just, we're not at our best anymore. Or sometimes the blind spots or barriers can also be how others perceive us Mm -hmm. and they may misunderstand our talent Um, for relator is that they may seem overly selective about whom they interact with. And sometimes it might be difficult to start a relationship with them. It sounds like just from our conversation already, you've really mastered that, but has that ever been a struggle for you? Or have you ever seen that people misinterpreted um, your relator? Yeah, I would say in the work that I've done, I work with a lot of clients and not all of them are as friendly and personable as you would like them to be. Some of them can be quite challenging and uh, using the relator strength, I try to form a more personal connection by being able to ask questions and understand them at a deeper level. But if they're unwilling to share and engage on that level, it kind of stalls the conversation. Um, And especially if it's not reciprocal, I find that can sometimes feel like a bit of a personal slight Um, because you're, you're reaching out, you're trying to connect Uh, But it just, it may not happen. The other person may not be willing to share or may not be as invested in the relationship as yet. So it can be, it could hurt your feelings sometimes to be quite honest. Um, I think um, I've also been in a situation where you're asking a question to understand somebody at a deeper level, but they're just not ready to to share and their, their walls get up and they have this perception of you to your point of being nosy or, or of prying or trying to understand uh, details that are personal to their life. So you definitely have to have a balance and it's been interesting to navigate that for sure. Right. 
and I'm pictured, I, I know I've had similar conversations that were, they're kind of giving you one word answers back. It's like, oh, oh, that drives me crazy. <laughs> like I can't go, with, I can't go anywhere with this. <laughs> Give me something. And it's hard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Even being serviced where I am the customer, so my husband can can give you anecdotes on this, but if somebody is trying to work with me and get business from me in a way, and they're doing a sales call, so I do a lot of sales, I, so I'm, I'm almost a little bit critical of how people approach their own sales call, but if they've spent the whole time talking and haven't actually asked me what is it that I need, what's important to me, I'm usually very triggered to say, wow, I actually am not interested to work with you because you didn't spend any time trying to understand what is it that I value and what's important for me for us to be able to work together. Right. Right. <laughs> and, it, you know, because we're both pod newer podcasters, um, I, all I get think is because we get a lot of pitches for people that want to be on our show. And I don't yes. know if you've had this happen yet, but I've had some people that have tried to pitch me. It's like, you obviously know nothing about my show. Like you're right. so not my audience. It's like, maybe you should have taken the time to ask me a few questions about who my audience is before you pitch me. Um, and so many people skip that step. And I think for some in sales, like that's kind of been my background for the last 26 years as well. And I've seen this with people, and I made the mistake in the beginning as well, that we get so nervous that we talk too much about ourselves or about what our product is. And really the best way to overcome that nervousness and to make that other person more receptive is just to find out about them. Mm -hmm. And the more you let other people talk, the more they're going to be receptive to hear what you have to say. So it's so yes. true building that rapport from the get-go. Yes, absolutely. Um, so a couple of things in just investing in the relator talents. And again, you are already doing so many of these so well, just the learning as much as you can about the people you meet. <laughs> you already shared that. <laughs> um, I love this. Show people that you trust them and they will be more likely to trust others. You can be an important role model in this area. And I love that because I feel like that's that ripple effect that so many people don't trust. It's like sometimes when we're asking them questions and trying to build that relationship and they're, they have that wall because they don't trust people. But if we can build that relationship with them, that breaks down their wall to not just with us, but now they become more trusting to other people as well, mm. which is so awesome to see when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, stay in contact with your friends, no matter how busy you are, they are what keeps you going. Oh, that's such great advice. And I know it's, we get so busy, 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 but how do you do that? How do you make sure that you, I mean, you're busy, you have two young kids, you're running a business, you have your family, you're selling your house. Like, how do you make sure Chloe, that you do take time? It's amazing friends? today that a phone call is so foreign to people. It's very easy, yes, to send a text and say that you did check in and maybe you'll get a one-line answer back or maybe you'll get a you know long-form paragraph, but there's something to be said for picking up the phone and calling to check in with somebody and hear their voice and being able to really probe and understand what's going on because there's things that you don't hear and catch just through a text message. So I'm conscious of 
being the one to pick up the phone to say, hey, just checking in, was thinking about you, how are you, um, and being able to, to catch up in that way. I use voice notes as well instead of texting often. Just again, being able to hear each other's voices, I think, is super important for just hearing what's really going on and, and maintaining that level of intimacy in a relationship. Mm, yeah, voice is so important. I love voice messaging, voice text, Voxer. Anytime you could hear somebody's voice over message, just to hear the, you know, a type text can, you can hear it one way and they meant it one way. So yes. there's so much, we miss so much of the conversation, the real meaning behind that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And I'm such a big believer if somebody pops in your head, Pick up the phone and call them. There's a reason that yeah. they came across your mind, right? Yeah. We actually just dream had, about somebody. Yeah. We just had that happen. Actually, a good friend of ours that um, my husband was in the guard with and just strong bonds. Like just there's certain people, you know, you just have strong bonds with. And actually it made my husband and I get into a conversation about that, how the group that he was in the military with that there was a strong bond between them and also the wives because that, you know, it's the military, so it's precarious. And then same thing when he was new in the fire department, the group that he worked with initially, there was very strong, like, we may not talk to those guys for years, some of them. And one of them, it has been years. And he actually happened to be driving through. He said he drove through where we used to live years ago. And then he was driving through where he thought we still lived. We had moved since. But he, he did that. He's like, you know what? I think I need to call Tom and catch up. And I happened to be getting in the car. So he was on speakerphone and it was just such a joy. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we haven't talked to him in years, it was like yesterday. I find that too. That's so beautiful. When you have the conversations that you would that come from being a relator where you're, you're getting to the core and essence of somebody, you've almost built this connection that, stands the test of time because you've accessed this level of intimacy and sharing and you feel as though somebody knows you at your core. So I imagine you and and your husband and Tom maybe weren't connected for so long, but it feels like you're still bonded. It feels like you still have that friendship and connection, mm-hmm. which is also why, especially as an adult and where we meet new people sometimes in passing and you know the life gets busy and you don't get a chance to ever engage on that level, that's probably why, at least for me as a relator, it reinforces why my circle stays small and my intimacy and deepening of that relationship happens versus bringing new people into the fold. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I have a, you know, a few core friends from one from middle school, one couple from high school that it's the same thing. Like we won't go, we'll go for years without talking. Yep. But we're in each other's hip pocket. Mm-hmm. And, and I would so much rather that, like have that small intimate circle that I know it doesn't matter how long they are there versus that large. That's really very superficial. I think as a relator, we want those real deep friendships, those real deep relationships, yes. even if we're not seeing them every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something else in this show. You guys got two things. One is write things down about people that Chloe shared. The other thing is I'm going to challenge all the listeners who has been in your circle. That's been on your mind for a while. 
and you just need to pick up the phone today and give them a call. That's your weekend challenge. That's your, your challenge this week is just pick up the phone and call somebody who you haven't talked to in a while and reconnect with them. Great idea. I'm going to do that as well. (laughs) (laughs) So anything else, Chloe, that you would add on your relator or on any of your top five or strengths in general? For anyone who has the relator theme out there, as I kind of prefaced with Sherry, it's a natural, comfortable place for us to be the one asking the questions and being able to understand who people are at their core. But to Sherry's point, modeling that for other people, being able to yourself share the intimate parts of what's important to you, who you are at your core, I think is something that may be an area of opportunity. I've experienced a lot of growth, even being coached, but also being the one to show up and share first in a lot of ways. I would challenge you to think about how you can give that gift to others in the same way that you receive that sharing from others as a gift. Mm, I love that. So beautiful. Well, listeners, I hope you have enjoyed this conversation with Chloe. And again, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and find the show on her futuristic. That was a whole different, they both had a different feel to it, but they were both really good. So I hope you do enjoy both episodes. And Chloe, thank you so much for being on the show today. I truly, truly appreciate it. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Sherry, for having me on. You're welcome. Hey friends, thanks as always for listening to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I really do appreciate your time and for you being here. And a few quick things before you do go. Number one, if you haven't yet, can you leave a review if you find these shows valuable? Reviews really do matter to iTunes and to others so that they know this episode or this podcast is worth taking the time to listen to out of the millions of podcasts out there. And you never know, I might just read your review on a future episode. Number two, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can be one of the first to know when a new episode downloads. And three, if you've been enjoying this series on the Clifton Strengths 34, this is a huge one. Can you take a screenshot? Post that picture on your Instagram or Facebook account. Make sure you tag me in it and let me know why you loved that episode and what you're enjoying about the series. And of course, if you've done the Clifton Strengths Assessment, make sure to include your top five. And number four, and the last thing, if you take your assessment and you feel a little stuck and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this information right now, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available on email and of course, the DMs and Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to talk you through how to really tap into your talents so you can turn them into your superpowers and your strengths. Thanks again for listening to the show.